Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's ya boy, John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, fellas. Welcome back to Game That Tune, episode 190. Gentlemen, we are we are rapidly approaching... A super milestone, but we we got a little ways to go before we get there. So uh, we got uh, we got a great show coming up for you tonight. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we are gonna do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're gonna try and guess each other's games with the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're gonna goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and gets to play some bonus tunes. And the winner last week was me. And uh, as people that uh, you know. People that watch the show uh, may know, uh, you know, I was not quick on my feet, but I did come up with a theme. People that listen to the podcast think, man, he, he came up with that theme real quick. Uh, but, you know, I thought about it, and it was time to do another one of our themes uh, all about a certain year in gaming. And so I decided to go 10 years back and go to 2010. That's right. 10 years ago was 2010, people. And Ooh. we're talking about games from 2010. The year, not the decade. So, uh, man, we got uh, a hell of a show. You okay, John? Did you put the decade? <laughs> uh, I did. Yeah, I thought the decade was fine. So I did games for 2019, like real Ew. recent games. You, uh, did, you chose the baby. Sh- you chose Baby Shark, didn't you? Baby Shark, the game. Yeah. John, God damn it, let's, I knew it. let's be real. This is a joke because there's no way in hell you have played anything from 2019. That's true. Uh, um, except, excuse me, gentlemen. Toe Jam and Earl did come out in 2019, so <laughs> we've been over that twice already. So God help you if it comes up again. Uh, yeah, not uh, not in any way appropriate for this theme. But uh, I think I chose this theme mostly because it was like oh, that's a good year. Like that's gonna have a diverse selection of games. Like you know we're hitting interesting points in like the life cycles of the PS3 and the Wii and the uh, you know the Xbox. And uh, and also looking through the games that we previously used, we haven't used a whole lot of games yet. So I think we got some good picks, some uh, some you know games that maybe it's like, oh yeah, that game that was a big uh, that was a big 2010 game. Uh, I think we got a lot of potential for uh, for great tunes and uh, and great games on tonight's show. So uh, really, I don't think uh, I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said, Johnny. What uh what do we got to start us off tonight? Game one.
Alright, um, a key element of the gameplay is its focus on guns over swords and magic. When deciding upon the game's basics, the team wanted to create a cinematic feeling in battles rather than a tr more traditional battle system. And remember, guns, not swords.
right, guys. Let's see those answers. Uh, Johnny has a gun sword fight, and uh, that's incorrect. Oof. Uh, John says Monster Hunter Try. That's incorrect. And uh, David with Sakura Wars So Long, My Love. That is also incorrect. Uh, this is the most uh, anime title ever. Resonance of Fate. And uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, oh, please. But this is... The soundtrack is sweet. I was digging those tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, Motoi Sakurabi or Sakuraba. And, um, Maybe you've heard of him. He's yeah, he's done a lot of a lot of fucking good stuff. Um, but yeah, this game it's a Sega game made by Triace. They did like Valkyrie Profile and Star Ocean, and it's a, like a steampunk RPG. But uh, all the characters use guns instead of swords and magic. And so like, it's one of those games where whenever you do moves, everything is so over the top stylish, and it's like gun fu or whatever you would call it. With like you know you gotta you gotta flip over the enemy and shoot and then slide between their legs and shoot. You gotta like throw your pistols in the air while it's, they're shooting. Uh, you gotta like yank nice. out a submachine gun from your trench coat and like spell out a word while you're shooting. Like all like this but ridiculous fucking over the top cinematic gun combat. Every and all battle. because you selected a command in a menu that said shoot. No, uh, no, 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 no. Like you gotta like. Um, oh, okay. The 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 thing with the uh, the battle system is there's a tutorial to do it, and you have to actually go someplace to learn the tutorial. So like they just kind of throw you into the game a little bit, and um, if you just try to figure it out on your own, <laughs> you're gonna get fucked. Um, and a lot of the tutorial is like just a big like block of text so like the the problem with this game is it's kind of almost impenetrable but if you do if you're patient it becomes a really fucking fun cool game um but you know as we're in our 30s we ain't got time for that anymore but uh <laughs> it's funny how if, as if you, time goes on you, it's like <laughs> tutorial Nah, ain't got time for that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, this is on the 360 and stuff. Um, it was real bad timing because uh, another couple of really good games came out that year. Um, some games that uh, just the title got them sold more than this game, like Final Fantasy 13. I mean, maybe not released the same month as a Final Fantasy game. I don't know. Um, even if it's good or bad, you know. <laughs> that game has a lot right. of hot takes. Um but uh, yeah, there is a PS4 remaster of this game. But it, it is like the music's cool, the story is you know ridiculous edge lord anime BS. Um, but again, the combat is super cool. It's not your typical just you know swords and magic. It's fucking guns, machine guns, robots, steampunk robots, um, grenades. Uh, and, you know, flips and, and slides and all sorts of crazy maneuvers that if you tried to actually do while shooting, you'd probably hurt yourself real bad. <laughs> <laughs> or kill your loved ones. That's the beauty ones, of playing you know? a game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get to shoot things in ways that you can't in real life. Uh, I was going to say, I was just looking at it, and uh, besides uh, Motoi Sakuraba, the other composer on it is uh, Kohei Tanaka. And uh, I was looking at their page. They did a, they've done a fuckload of, like, anime soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, that but, guy uh, is 
got some stuff. He also has done the Sakura Wars games. So, uh, David, you were not far off, my friend. Yeah. He was... He yeah, can hear it. that's, uh... That's where I pulled that guess from. Uh-huh. Yeah, David knows his <laughs> Kohei Tanaka and his Sakura Wars music, all right. I, I think that was his last tattoo. Was, was a picture of him. Yeah. <laughs> David, take off your shirt and show us your back. I believe you do have, like, <laughs> a near-life-size, maybe like three-fifths-size Kohei Tanaka <laughs> tattooed on your back. Do you not? Um, you know, it's still healing, so it's got that kind of, like, gross scabby thing, so I don't want to show it right now, but, David, you, you know, got the uh, tattoo in 2010. Time. It shouldn't still be healing. That's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, David, we should yeah, have a doctor. doctor's appointment um, next week to check it out. Yeah. He got it in someone's a lot garage. Of skin <laughs> so, uh, how long has it bothered you? Oh, 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever since I got it, you know, is, is that feeling regret? No, no, it's actually infected. It's bad. <laughs> Are you feeling regret? No, more kind of like a, a light burning sensation. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only light. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the game looks cool. Oh I mean, so yeah, David, th- this, uh, this is up your alley, right? Now that you've started watching anime, a steampunk yeah. anime action RPG is uh, the name of your game now, isn't it? I mean, I feel like I probably should play this. Mm-hmm. At some you point. You have a PS3 or a PS4, right? <laughs> uh, yes. You're, you're good to go. Yeah, so Jesse, do you recommend the game, or is it too impenetrable for uh, for, you I know, mean, for a casual player at this point? <laughs> I think it's it's worth, like, if you could get it on the cheap, it would be cool just to fiddle around, see if you can handle the battle system, just to see, like, because it is really cool looking, um, and you'd probably get some, some enjoyment out of it for a little bit, and you know right. it might hook you, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, David likes his uh, bayonettas and whatnot, so you know, he's, uh, he's a man that likes likes a flashy battle. So uh, put that more of a steampunk setting, and uh, you just might have David's attention. So maybe David's the guy for this. He can uh, he can power through the tutorials and master the resonance of fate. That is a really bland ass title. Yeah, it's like, dumb. It was going to be called like End of Eternity, which is just a little bit better, but that's. Still Use pretty it. bland, you know. Can we combine anime and bland and just call that blandame? I mean, that is like, that's that's pretty pretty nothing title. <laughs> yeah, but, you you have no idea what yeah. Resonance of Fate it doesn't have anything to do with guns or some anything. It's like, come on. Yeah, we're like we're like no, harmonies. I know what I know. What Resonance of Fate is Resonance of Fate is the name of that one band your friend started in high school and kept trying to come to shows. That's what Resonance yeah. of Fate is. <laughs> Uh, you're right. I did see them at the Menendez Battle of the Bands back in 02. <laughs> um, you know, crazy. Yeah, Joe, uh, you know, Joe was in that band, wasn't he? Uh, God. Chris on the drums. Uh, fucking Mario. Ugh, God, that guy. <laughs> you know. Ugh. Oh, God, fucking... making jokes that not even all the hosts get. <laughs> no, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not naming last names, but everybody I just referred to is someone who played in a band in high school that I don't care for. <laughs> and that band could easily have been called Residents of Fate. I don't know. It really might have been. I'm honestly not sure, man. You know, these guys, they might need to sue uh, Sakuraba and crew for ripping off their band. <laughs> oh, man. So Man, I yeah, really uh... chose the wrong high school to go to. 
You really did, David. You went to some bland-ass, well-established high school. Meanwhile, we went to the one that had just opened up and had all the electrical problems. Oh, I mean, yeah, the like, bathrooms weren't working yet. Yeah, God, there <laughs> oh, was no sucks. air conditioning in the gym for, like, the first year. You know, <laughs> it's a sweat lodge in there, man. You know. <laughs> And it only made us more horny. It's it was fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I I Off don't right quite see the like correlation there. But you know what? I'll I'll go with it. They had David. a whole assembly about it, David. If you went to our high yeah. school, you would have known. No, okay, <laughs> you kids uh. are too damn horny. <laughs> we're I know we're all very week. sweaty, but you guys have to be less horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dean, <laughs> for that announcement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, that's Quit exactly sword how it was. Fight, fellas. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, um, yeah, Jesse, uh, you know, any final thoughts on Resonance of Faith? Um, a great soundtrack for, uh, for an odd game of, uh, 2010, hmm? Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. Good, uh, good pick, man. Good start. Johnny, let's, uh, let's get away from that horny high school talk we just started up and go to the next game. Oh, man, episode game title, Horny two. High School Talk. <laughs>
All right, guys. This 2010 uh, WiiWare game combines elements of a shmup and a rail shooter in two dimensions. guys who's got some uh guesses answers i have an answer Ooh. all right so jesse says bit trip runner which is incorrect john and david both say bit trip fate which is correct this is bit trip fate that other a, bit trip game yes a two-dimensional on rails auto scroller shooter shmup it's a very interesting concept for a game. I thought it was a pretty neat idea. I don't know if the execution was flawless, but or particularly good at all, to be honest. But the music—how would you know that, John? Because it was a WiiWare game. It also came out on Steam, but the original release was in 2010 on WiiWare. So okay. I got to use it and say it's WiiWare. Just making sure, my man. I I accept that. I just you know. Uh, Want to make sure it's even possible for you to have played this. You know, it, we like to use games that are possible to have been played on the show, as as I demonstrated last week. Anyway, mm -hmm. let's talk bit trip fate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 kind of like um, it's not quite as musical as other bit trip games are. Like in other bit trip games, everything you do is like timed to the music. In this game, as you play it, the music does change based on how you're doing. 
but that's about it. Like, you're, nothing's timed to the beat, necessarily. Okay. Um, so the music's a little more down-tempo, down-tempo throughout a lot of it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I loved it. Yeah, no, me too. I really enjoyed it. Like, took me back to the days of listening to lots of dubstep. And that wasn't really dubstep, but it's in the family, I think, of dubstep. It's yeah. about the right time for it to have been dubstep. Exactly. Like, yeah. they were at the same parties, right? Dubstep in this music, hanging oh, yeah. out, you know, mm-hmm. knocking elbows. And, um,. Yeah, it's so it's it's a pretty interesting game. So as you as you go through the level, um, you have a like path that actually appears on screen. Kind of it looks a little bit like a sine wave, and you can move along that path as the level scrolls. Um, and that's it. So sometimes, like say you're at a boss, you've got this one like sort of quarter of the screen you can kind of move around in, and and that and that's all you can do. And it is, it is just, just. Nintendo NES hard like it is a very difficult game mm-hmm. which appeals to me I love getting my ass kicked as we've, as we've established on the show we have absolutely established that that's, and that's also very as I established you, in, in as I established in middle school I love getting my ass kicked <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong but this is the final bit trip game you know, I did not look that up. So were, you're probably right. Well, because I, I remember correct you, even if you are wrong. <laughs> I remember there were there were six bit trip games, I think, and you they were all about like Commander Video. And the first game was like a very simple shooter, and then there was like a very simple rhythm game, and I think like number four or five was Bit Trip Runner. Because they were all like super esoteric, strange art style, and people are like, "What? What the fuck is this?" And then Bit Trip Runner came out. It's like, "Oh, there's a character. Okay, I can get behind this." And then I want to say the last game was Fate, because it kind of went back to like the original weird scrolling, very very retro blocky graphics. It looks like there were more games after this in the Bit Trip series. Um, the most recent one being in. Oh, 2018. Wow. Yeah, that's um, the third runner. Yeah, so there's... This was the fourth game. Okay. There's also Flux, Runner 2, and Runner 3 after this. And Word. yeah, Bidget Brunner, I think, is my favorite um, of the two that I've played. Which, <laughs> which I think is, it's I think it's everyone's favorite, because it's the one that got sequels. <laughs> I, I yeah. think it's pretty clear they, they hit on something with Bit Trip Runner, as opposed to all these other Bit Trips, uh, Fate and Flux and... Oh, uh, what is it like? Void and core space and core. Um, yeah. No, nah, I mean, I only vaguely know those by name. Whereas Runner, I've played, and like yeah. you know, Runner Two, I've I've played at least a demo of. <laughs> like, and I th- I think Runner got so, Runner Two was so popular. Like Runner was so popular, they were able to really expand for Runner Two. Didn't they have narration by Charles Martinet? Uh, they did. Uh, yeah. So they. Um, wow. Yeah, um, they, you know, Runner took off. <laughs> I was going to say, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it was in Runner 2, it was either downloadable content or an unlockable. You could unlock Charles Martinet and you could play as him <laughs> in Bit Trip Runner. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That's, you know, that sounds like just the most polite and friendly DLC ever made. Uh, what a guy. Um,. But yeah, I mean this uh, this bit trip, uh, the one I can't think of that we're literally talking Fate. about right now. Fate, it, you know, it, it looks pretty cool, man. I, I, I you know, I've uh, 
I've grown kind of indifferent towards these super hard like bullet hell shooters, but you know this uh, this does look cool, and yeah. I you know I like the tunes. And depending on how much this had cost on WiiWare, it's another classic. Eh, if I had known about this, I, you know, I maybe would have thought about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's a very interesting concept, and I like the whole. It's got the 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 what do you call it? The reticle aiming, where your 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 aim is you know. A separate control, like with a separate stick, or in the case of oh. WiiWare, you aimed with the Wii Mote. Um, now that's interesting. So your movement is along the sine wave, but you can aim using something else. Yes, exactly. Very interesting. That's yeah, because uh, I was really trying to picture how the game would work. Like if your movement's restricted to literally, like, okay, yeah, you can move back and forth, but only on this line. It seems like there'd be a lot of predetermined fuckovers in this game. <laughs> like the game right, would just trap yeah. you occasionally. <laughs> so yeah, you know, in I, most shmups, you can only shoot like forward. Right. <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah. You, your movement's restricted. Your aim is not. You can aim wherever you want. So it's like okay, the um, interesting. The old. Oh god! What the hell was the name of that game? Like Robo. House of the Dead. No, I think it was like Robotron something like it's a very old twin stick arcade game where like you control a little robot going around and then shooting around in all directions you are yeah. thinking of robotron 2048 yes so well, it's like that well done yes but yes yeah, similar okay. to that in terms of the aiming mechanic i mean yeah. i wasn't really concerned like about the name i was more concerned about the concept like that's the game no, that I'm david we gotta of- we gotta get the year right when you're naming things like that it's not good enough to say robo something 20 something no you got you got to get it right we're talking games from 2010 if you bring up a game from 2048 we really shouldn't even be talking about it so <laughs> yeah get that shit right or get out um but yeah no i mean this game looks cool i kind of wish they kept up with uh, just doing more bit trip stuff like you know i'm not saying it's a shame that they you know really glommed on to runner because runner got very popular and rhythm-based running games are cool and they uh, they've done a lot of fun creative shit with that series but it seems like it'd be kind of cool to, you know, have like a, you know, an occasional just bit trip like downloadable game that is, you know, maybe even almost like a deconstruction or like a tweak on a classic genre, just done with these blocky graphics and you know, like weird, uh, weird electronic music. Like if that was yeah. on Switch right now for a couple of bucks, no question, I'm gonna go grab it. <laughs> so, God, I would love to play. Like you got me thinking about, say, Star Fox 64, but blocky graphics and crazy music. You're talking about Star Fox for the SNES. We played that before. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I know they... The frame rate is like zero. Uh, The game does not hold up. (laughs) I know for the the 3DS and the Wii, they released like bit trip collections where they just put all six games together. The fact that that hasn't been ported to Switch, like... Seriously. I, I would even go so far as to say that collection is perfect for Switch. Quite literally, yeah. You know, uh, let's see. You know, Johnny, look up who we need to write to. Is it Gaijin Games that we need to yes. get? You know, get on that shit. <laughs> like, we uh, That's we weird. Need... I could have sworn we had a perfect for Switch sound. <laughs> yeah, um, it's never been consistent. And Johnny. <laughs> Well, that's definitely not it, even though that game was perfect for Switch. I mean, that, you know. <laughs> Johnny, you're relying too heavily on the honk button these days. You, you gotta... Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Okay, thank you, John. That's uh, the official bit trip sound. Um, so, anytime we bring up, uh, you know, fate, anytime we say fate or flux or void, uh, you know, or... No, that's, mention- that's what we need. 
oh, we need John. to get a hold of Gaijin Games, and we need to get a seventh Bit Trip game titled Bit Trip. Uh? Yeah. <laughs> Bit Trip Power Tool Pursuit. <laughs> uh, Bit Tim. Uh, yeah, runner. <laughs> Bit Tim Core, uh, and then Bit t- uh, Bit Tim More Power Edition. Uh, you know, you just power up the Bit Trip series with Tim Allen. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some market out there that would play that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Four of Us. Yeah, and, and it's a great, like, it's an easy, guaranteed, two hundred forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it might be a terrible idea. I, you know, really probably shouldn't be trying to curry favor with Tim Allen these days. But, uh, you know, you, stealing his likeness and using it for a runner game that, that might be that might be all right. Yeah, we'll just go on a Spriter's resource and steal the Power Tool Pursuit sprites and use those for a Tim Allen-based runner. It's you know. It's just that simple. It's perfect. Um, it's perfect for Switch. It's perfect. Yeah, truly. Um, again, John, play a fucking sound. You say it's perfect for Switch. Uh, Thank you. Uh, God. You were setting that one up yourself. Uh, so, Johnny, anything else? I feel like, on, uh, I feel like on we the- have a new t-shirt idea. <laughs> go on. Care to elaborate? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll go on Fiverr just based of, like, on this recording. trip runner with Tim Allen's face on it. Just... Yeah, just you know, Tim that Allen with that rainbow up. trail behind him. And just says to him, bit.tim. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, Jesse. We might have just stumbled onto one. Dot. Oh. <laughs> Tool.trip. See, oh, and now we need a Tim, you know, bit.tim.curry. <laughs> <It's, laughs> yes. <laughs> This sounds like the most ridiculous file extension I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it sounds like Don't download gr- that on LimeWire. That's a virus. <laughs> it's <laughs> the world's greatest website is what it is. Bit.tim.curry. Uh, I know that during this next game, you'll be finding out if we can get that website. So, Johnny, yep. let's go to the next game. <laughs> game three.
All right, fellas. So this is our fan request for the evening, and I don't have trivia for this one. I believe we actually have a voicemail with uh, trivia for this one. All right. Hey, this is Muddle, and my trivia for this game, when a character in this game gets electrocuted, it can be seen that she is holding a fish in each hand under her sleeves. Ooh, a trivia hint. Thank you, uh, thank you, Muddle, uh, a.k.a. Daniel Perky, a.k.a. Patreon Superfan, for that voicemail hint. Johnny, hit that third song. guys who's feeling great uh i am and i want to thank chrono oh. in the chat because i'm feeling great oh thanks chrono i hope i haven't been checking the chat i hope you're in there making guesses and giving david hints that's uh it's good use of your chat time Ooh, okay uh johnny care to explain that drawing it's a fish and there's lightning bolts okay johnny says lightning bolt fish he's incorrect uh, Jesse says Castlevania Lords of Shadow, sadly incorrect. And David says Fist of the North Star, uh, parentheses, Ken's Rage, also incorrect. Uh, but that's a fantastic guess, David. Uh, no, this is 
Blaze Blue Continuum Shift. Uh, oh. oh, it's Talcaca, isn't it? It is Talcaca holding those fish, baby. Um, cat girl, you know, if I'm I, not mistaken. <laughs> if if I have I have the list of 2010 video game releases, and I saw a Blaze Blue title on there, but um, somebody, oh Chrono, was in the chat posting the Omoai Mushiniro, whatever the quote from Fist of the North Star is like. Oh, uh-huh. I bet it's that Fist of the North Star game. Yeah. That's cool. that raucous-ass Fist of the North Star dead. soundtrack that I added to GTT Radio this week. See, you know, that's the thing. We got a lot of good requests this week. And uh, so I ended up going with this one, but I added almost every request we got to GTT Radio because we got some good rockin' requests. So uh, thank you, everybody, for your fantastic requests, but especially thank you to Daniel for uh, requesting Blaze Blue Continuum Shift. And also... Thank you for deleting it from the Discord channel after calling in that voicemail so that no one could look and see what you had requested. Um, you know, a true game that tuna, if there ever was one. Uh, now, you know, as for Blaze Blue Continuum Shift, I ain't played it. Uh, I, I would love to have played it. Uh, it seems like a really cool game. Uh, David, you probably didn't play this one, but you've been getting a little more into that Blaze Blue in the last couple of years, haven't you? You've been playing that cross-tag battle, I believe? Uh, yes, <clears throat> and Blaze Blue is a series that I always wanted to get into. I was like, oh, it's a really fun, fast, like frantic fighting game like oh this looks awesome the character designs are great i love tau kaka like that's an amazing design everything Mm -hmm. like oh hell yeah so i got that blaze blue cross tag battle and i am not gonna lie uh this game is very fast paced possibly even too fast paced (laughs) there seems to be an awful lot going on (laughs) uh a lot of overlapping systems (laughs) I'm, I'm going to sit here and, like, I'm going to learn the mechanics. I'm, I'm going to go online. You know, I'm going to do some fights. And uh, those fights lasted about a minute. <laughs> Not per round, but, like, per fight. Like, every wow. attack does so much damage, and everything is so insanely fast-paced. I, oh, all right, cool. I yeah. won? I guess. Yeah, but you look good doing it, didn't you, baby? <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, it seems like everything that you can do in this game is very cool. Uh, you know, it's. I was you know looking at videos of it, and uh, you know, it's not stylistically comparable to something like Persona Five, but it's. As I'm watching it, there's just so much of everything. Like everything is dripping with like too much. Like too much neon too much like artwork there's too many characters in all the characters names too many letters and like o's replaced with zeros colons where there shouldn't be you know like the game is just like over as hell there's so much stuff in the game it's just like yeah it's it's like an assault on your senses this game it's it's just it's colorful the moves are crazy the systems are nearly inscrutable and, you know, it looks like a fucking blast, man. Like, you know, the graphics are great. It's got that great anime style. Uh, you know, the fights are flashy. And, you know, it, it looks super fucking cool. And the soundtrack, man. You know, uh, I'm surprised that you didn't key right in on that Daisuke Ishwatari guitar. Because 
that man has a style and he continues to use it and demonstrate it in the Blaze Blue series, if nothing else. Uh, it's uh, it's a fucking great soundtrack. Um, but yeah, it's it's a super cool game, and you know, I just I've been like thinking on it. I'm like, I, I probably should have played some more of these Blaze Blue games at some point, like. But, you know, I guess I'm just kind of a basic bitch when it comes to fighting games. I've always stuck with my Capcom fighters, and uh, some fighting game community members might find this offensive to lump Smash Brothers in with that, but, uh, you know, my Smash Brothers too, I, you know, I stick with my Capcoms and my Namcos and my Smash Bros, so, you know, Blaze Blue, I just haven't quite, you know, penetrated it yet, and, yeah, you know, that's kind of feel like I should have. Because um, one of the reasons that I want to get into this, like, I want to branch out. I want to play, like, other fighting games and that kind of thing. And uh, you know how Street Fighter is kind of like a chess match, like, parrying and, like, getting your in and then landing your combo and everything? Uh, this is the complete opposite of that. Um, th- this is like, I mean, it's it's very technical and there's a lot of skill. But Certainly. if Street Fighter is like a, a fencing match... Uh, this game is just kind of like two people in an alley slapping the shit out of each other. Right. Yeah, like... Hot take. Ooh, man. I, I guess I, that's... I wasn't take. expecting that, but okay. Yeah. No, I was going to say, it's almost a demonstrably true take. Like, Street Fighter at this point and, you know, in the last generation is like a game uh, pr- pretty much of like spacing and like frame analysis and anticipation. Uh, this is more like two kids pretending to do something they saw on TV <laughs> and like just acting out insane fighting things uh, so I'm not I'm not down on the series at all I'm saying that in the best possible way it's like you know it's just dripping with wild ass shit and imagination like cool yeah great you know who are you gonna be today I'm gonna be Ragna the Blood Edge oh yeah who are you gonna be I'm gonna be a, a cyborg with an unpronounceable name and a number in it uh like these all sound like Sonic the Hedgehog OC characters. See, yeah, they, they also might be that. Are those not dripping with flashiness and originality like the Blaze Blue series? I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, man. But yeah, it, it just feels like uh, yeah, these games are super cool. I, I, like, and I was thinking about it, and like, yeah, David, I guess this is mostly a question for you, as the one who's most likely played some of these. What would you say about the Blaze Blue and like Arc System Works games at this point and or like ten years ago? Overrated, underrated, or kind of properly rated? Like uh, you know, these these stuck around. They're still around. You know, their influence is all over new uh, fighting games. You know, like with the Dragon Ball Fighter Z and stuff. Like, uh, you know, I feel like these guys they made their mark. And sometimes I look and I'm like, yeah, I feel like these should be more popular. And then sometimes I'm like. No, this is a bunch of wacky bullshit, and it shouldn't be this popular. And then sometimes it's like, hey, you know, they're good. Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, hmm. Yeah, I know. You, it's, you, it's a thinker, right? <laughs> you pose an interesting question because I feel like, on the whole, they're <laughs> underappreciated. But, like, in their communities, they're very highly appreciated. Like, right. It's a niche game. But in that niche, it is fantastic. True. That might be it. Depends on who you ask, really. I mean, like, this thing, like, you know, to the average, you know, like, gamer slash, like, you know, maybe even fighting game player, like, eh, these might be a little underrated. But, to, you know, the hardcore fans, eh, okay, maybe, you know, maybe you can pump the brakes a little bit with the love. So, you know, maybe that combined makes these 
properly rated. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what the what the series needs. I'm, I'm glad that I guess they're still around. They're, you know, I think they just announced the Evo lineup. There's, you know, Cross Tag Battle made the Evo lineup this year, didn't it? Um, I believe so. Yes, I know. Cross Tag Battle also recently got um, like a patch to like add in some new characters and everything, uh, which I'm excited about. Uh, and I need to look more into because uh, one of the characters is Neapolitan from Ruby, but also they added, and I'm not sure from what series, but it's a tank, um, <laughs> and not like a giant bulky guy. Like it's literally a tank. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm sure, sure when he says that, he literally means tank. Like, he's not talking you know, stocky man. He means they added a tank. No, it's it's an actual tank. It's like, I don't care if it's the worst character in the game. I am using that. Is it from Metal Slug? Is that the series you're trying to think of? No, but I wish. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be so good. Blaze Blue Cross Metal Slug? I mean, you know, that would be interesting. Like, uh... All these flashy characters in their trench coats and their big sleeves fighting against tanks in, like, a vaguely steampunk war setting? Like, sure, why not? <laughs> Let's open up those dimensional portals, people, and really start crossing games with other games that make no sense. When are we going to do that? Come on. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, this is only the second Blaze Blue game. Uh, I think, you know, I guess... This might be the second Blaze Blue game that we've featured on the show, but yeah, this is the second in the series, uh, and you know it looks super cool. And you know it's one of those things where it's like, eh, you know, I, I think too many games came out in the series for me to feel like I had an entry point. <laughs> it's like I don't know if I, I don't know if this is scrutable anymore. Like I'm not sure if I can jump in at any point. I think you probably can. I get the feeling yeah. that the lore is not terribly important. It's more just about the splash. Like they're, they're fighting games, right? John, the lore in fighting games is very important. <laughs> is it? Excuse me, is it? Because uh, I John, just I, jump in. I, al <laughs> I also love that we've just spent the last however many minutes discussing <laughs> Blaze Blue, comparing it to Street Fighter. And when now you're like, now this is a fighting game, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it is a fighting game, John. You are, you are correct, sir. But uh, no, and I, I'm kidding. I, you know, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, it, looking at this game, it, not even so much the lore seemed impenetrable, but like the fighting game itself. It seems like there's entirely too much going on. There's, you know, the systems, man. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to see if I can actually play these. I'm sure I can. It can't be that complicated. Though I did just watch some video today of some highlight reel where a guy pulled off some apparently impossible move in a tournament setting and humiliated his opponent. It's like some, you know, asinine thing that you can only do at a very certain time in a very certain set of conditions. And I'm like, why would you program that into the game if it's impossible to pull off? And it's like, well, he pulled it off. So I guess it's not impossible to pull off. Oh, who the fuck knows? Uh, <laughs> Watching fighting game tournaments is not a good way to gauge whether or not I might enjoy a fighting game. I also have learned that over time. So, um, it's uh, it's a cool game and a cool series, and you know we'll just see where it goes from here. Hopefully, it just keeps on having the fantastic soundtracks and all the crazy bullshit, and the people that, people that love it get to keep on loving it. Because if nothing else, I can love it for the music. Fantastic fucking music. Once again, shout out Dice K Ishwatari. Awesome fucking soundtrack. And uh, shout out Daniel Perky, Muddle Madness, for the request. Thank you very much for uh, for requesting and for calling in your trivia tonight. That was pretty cool. And uh, Johnny, let's keep it going to the next game, man. Game four. 
All right, guys. So this game was originally planned to be downloadable content, but ended up being its own standalone release. Uh, and it added 10 characters to the roster, including two brand new characters. I'm sorry, John. Can you read that trivia one more time? No! Actually, okay, I will. Uh, this game was originally planned to be DLC, but ended up being released as its own standalone release, and added ten characters, including two brand new characters. Just Everybody... had to verify that number. Everybody but David is still writing. Taking a distressingly long time, John. Why are you still using cards? Uh, God damn it, John. All right, so Jesse says Butts XL, which was my favorite DLC uh, standalone release, uh, re-release of Butts. Uh, John says John Hamm on 30 Rock as the hot doctor. Uh, let's not talk about that. And David has the correct answer. This is Super Street Fighter Four. See, you got me because Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition also came out in 2010. It's like, wait. It sure did. But that only added, like, five characters. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, gotta, gotta check those character lists, my man. <laughs> uh, I, I, and honestly, I don't think Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition added any actual new characters. Uh, I think it just added prior characters. It was, like, uh, Yun and Spoils. Yang... And was Oni technically a new character? I suppose Oni is technically a new character. Um, yeah, it uh, added Evil Ryu, Yang and Yun, and then yes, Oni, a new form of Akuma. But we're not talking about the arcade edition because uh, by the time that came out, I wasn't going to get it. I wasn't going to get fooled by that shit. Uh, you know, Capcom cash grab company that you were, uh, you weren't going to trick me into... The only, re the only way you tricked me into getting Super Street Fighter 4 was by making it $40. Uh, I didn't buy the original Street Fighter 4, uh, you know, because 
somewhere in my heart of hearts, I'm like, they're going to release a fucking new version of that at some point. And then lo and behold, <laughs> out comes Super Street Fighter 4. And you know, I it's have like, a nitpick, oh. John. Go on. You said Capcom, the, cap, the, the cash grab company that they were. I don't uh-huh. think that's correct. I'm pretty sure they're still a pretty big cash grab company. Johnny, we're talking about in 2010. It was, you know, past tense. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about their activities as it related to Street Fighter 4. What they've done with I Street see. Fighter 5 is a whole different hornet's nest. But, <laughs> yeah, with Street Fighter 4, it was like, yeah, we're just ca- we're grabbing cash. That's definitely <laughs> what we're doing here. Street Fighter 5, they needed to actually update that. It wasn't necessarily a cash grab. They just made a series of mistakes that they got to get profit from. So <laughs> it was uh, uh, interesting. Those are the Inter- best kind of mistakes. Yeah, yeah for Capcom they are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're laughing all the way to the bank, baby. Um, but yeah, uh, Super Street Fighter 4 was fucking dope. So like, I, again, I never bought the original uh, Street Fighter 4. I, you know, I heard about it and heard it was good. And then they came out with this one. And it's 40 bucks and it adds uh, you know a bunch of, bunch of characters, including two new characters. And I was like... Let's see who these new characters are. It's like, oh, Jury, the, you know, sexy uh, evil girl with the weird machine eye. I'm kind of digging that. Who's this other character? Hakan, the Turkish oil wrestling clown man? What? Um, I'm going to have to buy this. <laughs> Sold American. <laughs> oh, my word. I love I- I, that character. <laughs> I will say, um, and I say this without a single drop of over-exaggeration, Hakan is easily one of the greatest characters ever added to the Street Fighter series. Truly. And, you know, demonstrated by him burning upright, baby, he has not been invited back. <laughs> like, what a fucking character. <laughs> uh, he was absolutely my main I fucking loved playing as Hakan. <laughs> uh, his moves were bizarre and oil-based. Uh, he, he makes people very uncomfortable. It's a very strange character. Johnny, you're laughing. You, you don't know this character, do you? <laughs> uh-uh. No. I, I'm, and I'm disappointed that I don't. You should. He's kind of like Michael Nakazawa. He is like Michael Nakazawa, except Michael Nakazawa, the uh, you know the wrestler, he keeps the thing of baby oil in his like codpiece to lube himself up during the match and become more slick and difficult to wrestle. Hakan does it with cooking oil. He carries around a large oh. barrel of like olive oil and douses himself with it during every fight. It's very funny. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's my he's dope. He's one of my favorite characters ever. He's so much fun to play as. His moves are confusing as shit. Uh, he's got a bunch of fucking command grabs. Like he'll grab you and then like split you out like a bar of soap, and you just like hit the <laughs> ground real hard. Uh, he has this like this weird like psych out. You know, think you're gonna do a run move, but he like he like what 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 like slips on the floor and then dives at you and tackles you. Um, he slides on his belly and takes your feet out from underneath you and then turns around and fucking like body presses you and you know all those moves are made more effective when you do like his little charge up move which is yes he takes out little bottles of oil and shakes them on himself so he you know he does do the Nakazawa thing but you know but pre-fight he douses himself with the barrel during the fight you keep those moves charged by oiling up and then your moves are buffed for a few seconds it's hilarious uh, <laughs> I love it 
And, you know, one of the little wrinkles that I discovered playing with him that was one of my favorite things, so Street Fighter Four added those focus attacks where you could, like, you know, hold down a couple of buttons and, like, withstand one hit and then, you know, attack and crumple your opponent. Hakan, if he's oiled up, can actually, like, slide during that attack. So it, like... It adds an extra layer of confusion and pressure when people don't know what's coming. <laughs> so, like, you fucking, like, bop someone across the stage, oil up, and then, like, slide forward while you're doing the focus attack. It really throws people off their game. <laughs> so, That's it, amazing. I had no a, idea he could move. It's a great touch, and he's, like, the only character that could move during his focus attack. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and his uh, his like super attacks, uh, like his ultras or whatever, are fucking hilarious too. He's got like the super super like the uh, combination hold where he does like a big grab, and you're all lubed up, and he spins you around and then fucking shoots you across the stage like a missile. And then he's got the other one, the one that I use all the time. It was dope. It's an anti-air attack. He fucking oils himself up and lays on the ground, and it if you are jumping and you land on him, you slip. And then fall into his grasp, he fucking, like, spins you around, your head ends up between his butt cheeks, and he fucking shoots you across the stage, essentially out of his ass, and your character slams into the uh, the fourth wall, the wall of the TV screen. It's one of the funniest attacks of all time. (laughs) Like, it's one of the silliest things ever. I fucking love Hakan. (laughs) It's my dude. Johnny, I'm telling you, as soon as we're done recording, you need to pull up YouTube and watch, like, the two-minute Hakan trailer for Super Street Fighter 4. It's incredible. Yeah, you don't have to... I'm sold. You don't have to keep selling me. Like, uh, this is... I didn't realize Street Fighter got... I I knew Street Fighter was always, like, kind of silly, but this is a new level that I did not realize they, like, did. He was next level silly. It was pretty fucking oh. cool. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. And he looks ridiculous. He's like bright red with like clown blue hair. And he speaks with this thick Turkish accent and just talks about oil and the supremacy of Turkish wrestling. It's dope. I love it. Um, and then besides that, the game's a lot of fun too. It added some new stages. That first song was from the Solar Eclipse stage, which is an Africa stage. You're out in the wild and there's like hippos and animals in the background. Like, I think between rounds, like, a hippo opens his mouth, and there's, like, a little cleaning bird cleaning inside the hippo's mouth. I like that. Um, And it added a bunch of characters that were in previous entries in the series. Uh, It added in uh, Adon, who was uh, previously in Street Fighter Alpha. He's, like, uh, another uh, kickboxer guy. It added back in DJ uh, and T-Hawk from Super Street Fighter 2. Uh, both dope. D- uh, DJ is just one of my favorites. I, you know, he's one of my least favorite characters to fight against, but I love everything else about him. He's just a fun character. He's got big pants that say maximum. He shakes his maracas when he wins. You know, he's just, he's black excellence in a Street Fighter character. He's fantastic. Um, and then, uh, you know, amongst the other characters that are added back in, uh, that last song I played was Guy from Final Fight, his theme. Um, and they added in Cody. In his uh, prison getup from uh, from Street Fighter uh, Alpha Two, I want to say. Um, uh, I believe so. Yeah. 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 I was. 
very happy when they added Cody in, because that's the character that I ended up playing when I got Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah, um, dude. <laughs> and I love that they have, like, whenever you start a match as Cody, like, in the middle of the screen, the there's his knife. So yeah, you can knife. go pick up the knife, just like yeah. in Final Fight, and start shanking people. It's so funny, like, you know, just, there's a, you know, whenever you play as Cody, there's a knife in the stage, you have to grab it. <laughs> can the other guy grab it? No. It's there for no. Cody to grab. <laughs> like, Cody can use the knife. <laughs> Uh, it's really funny, and you know, I also like Cody's moves, man. I like that uh, that charge knuckle he had, where like it's like a duck attack. He kind of like ducks into the background, fucking yeah. hook, hooks your ass. Uh, and his uh, his ultras were pretty cool. There's the one where he kicks all the sand in your face and then just beats the shit out of you and hits you with the pipe like a home run. Like you know, what a fun character. <laughs> like, just I love that they they really maintain like the final fight because just like oh there's a knife you can throw rocks at people and then like in one of his ultras yeah he just pulls out a lead pipe and bashes you with it yep that's <laughs> uh, you know it you know the only thing really that's missing at this point in the street fighter series is mike fucking hagar i mean seriously he you know like why why are they holding out on us it's been this long he should have shown up in this like i was reading you know trivia for this and one of the stages, it's like a construction site, and Hugo's in the background, and it also said, features an appearance from Mike Hagar. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And then they said, parentheses, in statue form. I'm like, oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> like, just put him in, man. <laughs> I think um, that's what we need to have is Street Fighter Six. They need to add Hagar so we can have Zangief versus Hagar, mm -hmm. and then Hagar versus Hakan. Yes. Oh, man, God. Uh, just, yeah. All the wrestlers. I need a four, and we need a four-way Street Fighter match between Hagar and Zangief, Hakan and uh, El Fuerte. Uh, throw Honda in the mix. I mean, yeah, you know, and uh, and fucking Alex from Street Fighter Three. Let's get a six-way Street Fighter uh, Mayhem match with all our Actually, favorite wrestlers and grapplers. Like, <laughs> what they need to do is they need to just make another Saturday Night Slam Masters, yes, and half yes. the roster should be the fucking Street Fighter wrestlers. That's actually, yeah, very, very well observed. Bring back fucking Gunlock, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Stingray. Yeah. Oh. There's all kinds of fun potential out there with the uh, the deep roster of Capcom characters. Um, but yeah, and Super Street Fighter Four was uh, dope, and I really enjoyed playing it, and... Uh, you know, I, it went on to be ported to 3DS, which is really fucking funny. It was a launch title for the 3DS. David, did you ever play that one? I did not, but I had a, a, a co-worker of mine who bought it, like, day one. Um, and he was very, very upset because <laughs> he's, like, a he's like a completionist. Ah. And, like, as you do, like, different trials and everything, you unlock, like, trophies for the characters. But... You you use you get coins that you can use to like buy trophies and everything and that's how you unlock them. Mm. But you don't earn enough coins to buy all of the trophies. Nah. So like, you can get the characters that you want, but if you want to get all of them, like there was something where you couldn't get every collectible in the game, huh. and it drove him nuts. That's funny. Because yeah, I, I played a demo of it, and the, I liked the thing that they did in uh, Street Fighter Super Street Fighter 4 3D Edition. The option, you know, one, you know, you could play it just in 3D, or you could play it slightly tilted. They just tweaked the camera angle to instead of being straight on, so it's back and forth. They tilt it just a little bit, so like one character is like kind of you know coming and going, and it just it's like a weird shift for a game like for you know you're used to playing a fighting game at a certain angle and just that one little axis tweak it was like oh this is 
Somehow this is completely different and I don't like it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is it's weird. It's like also, the Uncanny Valley. Like, it's yeah. just Street Fighter enough, mm -hmm. but still not Street Fighter. And also, true to form for early 3DS games, or all 3DS games, really, I can't play Street Fighter 4 with the 3D effect turned on. Like, you know, my eyes got so tired focusing on that, even in, like, the short demo time I played it. I'm like, oh, God, no, I, I got to blink. I can't. I can't have this effect on and, like, actually play this game effectively. So, uh, it, you know, it was a good try and a good idea. You know, nice on Nintendo getting them uh, to port that forward. But, uh, or backward, as it were. But, yeah, Super Street Fighter 4 is dope. And then, like I said, by the time Arcade Edition roll out, and they're like, hey, you guys want some uh, new DLC? I'm like, fuck no, I don't. You know, you cash-grabbing motherfuckers, you know. And they said at the time, Arcade Edition was going to be the last version of Street Fighter 4. Ha ha ha! What fools we were to believe them. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> but this time, we really, really mean it. Yeah, no, for real. You know, Arcade Edition will be the last version of Super Street Fighter 4. That's why the next game is called Ultra Street Fighter 4. We technically didn't lie. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> could we have the money, please? <laughs> we added some more Final Fight characters, but not Hagar. Huh? Can we have money, please? Uh, anyway, I'm not going to shit talk Capcom too much because uh, I don't really play their games anymore because they really botched up Street Fighter V and pissed me off. Wait, that's shit talking them. What am I doing? Uh, Super Street Fighter IV was happening. great. It was one of my... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, my words say something completely different than my intentions. Uh, but yeah, Street Fighter IV, Super Street Fighter Four was dope. Uh, you know, one of my most played games of uh, the year that it came out, 2010. I played the fuck out of some Super Street Fighter 4. I played a lot of online matches. And then, like most fighting games, I got to some point where I felt pathetic for having played too many online matches and had to remove this game from my life. So, uh, traded it in and haven't really looked back. But, uh, man, what, a, what an eight months it was. So... Uh, great game, great soundtrack, and uh, you know I, I do have love in my heart for that game, but it's time to leave it behind and go to the last game of the night. Johnny, hit it. Game five.
So appropriate to the theme of this episode, this sequel was released exactly 10 years from the original game. And due to its developer, genre, and difficulty, many fans have nicknamed this game Wikaruga. see some answers oh we are so close to a hat trick because John <laughs> and Jesse say sin and punishment star successor and Johnny has a drawing of a penis so that is two correct answers this is a sin and punishment star successor yes it is for the week Yes. Released oh. in 2010. Oh, okay. Now I'm following oh, you. That's when it came out. That oh, was the, man. That was the real hint, John. 
And see, here's the here's the math problem. The previous game came out ten years before that. So, in what year did the original Sin and Punishment come out? Johnny, I'll give you five seconds. 1999. <sighs> he was close, guys. In Japan, it did come out in 1999, but no. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It didn't. No, it's a 2000 <laughs> game, John. You fool. Uh, you know, real quick, fun trivia about this. I am 99% certain there's a copy of this for sale at my local Walmart currently, like, right now. This game is one of, like, four very obscure Wii games that, for some reason, the Walmart on Mayhan Drive in Tallahassee will not put on clearance. It's <laughs> very strange. <laughs> like, you don't want anybody it's, to buy that? It's been a long time, people. <laughs> well, and it's weird, too, because, like, I am constantly amazed that this game was released in America... Um, and as I was going through the list of 2010 games, I also saw that uh, Tatsunoko vs. Capcom was on there. It's like, man, 2010 was the year for dreams to come true on the Wii, if you're a fan of things in Japan. Yes, exactly. Weeb dreams were coming true in 2010. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't spell so, weeb without spelling weeb. That, that, you know, honestly, they could have made that the fucking slogan in 2010. <laughs> like, we would like to weeb. Uh, <laughs> so, no, um, not quite there. Did anybody play Sin <laughs> Punishment Star Successor? No, because I thought it would go on clearance at my local Walmart, and it's been 10 years, and it still <laughs> no, hasn't. hasn't. <laughs> um, has the anyone hell? played the original Sin and Punishment? I downloaded the original Sin Punishment as uh, on the uh, Wii Shop channel which I have to assume was released as a way of gauging uh, whether or not people in America might be interested in Sin and Punishment Star Successor. Uh, and I played it briefly. A weird game, man. Uh, not not quite my speed. <laughs> well, and that's the, the game, you know, it came out in Japan. A lot of people in America were like, oh, that looks amazing. Like, we want to play that. Come on, localize it. We want to play it. And they never did. And then along comes the Wii Shop Channel, and there were many requests, so they released it for download. And everybody played it, and I guess Nintendo saw that. It's like, oh, well, you know, we got a sequel cooking up for this. Uh, maybe we should release that in America. They seem to like that game, so they did. And then, like, four people bought it. Yeah. Uh, and then Sin and Punishment is kind of like, eh, it's pretty much dead now. Consider this a resounding success. No, wait, we need to sell more than four copies. This was, uh, yeah. Oops. Bit of a fiasco. Um, I, I shouldn't say that. I actually, I have not looked up sales data. I don't know how well this game sold. I can't imagine it was super well, because... Um, That's this the is end one of the, the series. <laughs> this is one of those games where, like, it was stuff like this, and No More Heroes, and Muramasa the Demon Blade, like, games on Wii that were coming out, and people were like, oh, like games on Wii, like hardcore stuff. It's not just like waggle fest and everything. And then, you know, uh -huh. nobody ended up buying them. Right. Um, uh, but this that, game... Muramasa, that's another one that's still at that Walmart. <laughs> that's what I was trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> this game is actually really fucking cool. Uh, it's a Twitch, like, rail shooter. Uh, it's developed by Treasure, uh, hence the Ikaruga comparison. Mm. Um, and it's set in, like, at the distant future in kind of like a cyberpunk-type city that's being invaded by aliens. So you're given a jetpack, 
So it's a rail shooter, but instead of being in a vehicle or anything, you're just kind of running on the ground, but you can jump up and hover and then like fly around. Right. Um, you're given a weapon that is a combination of like a plasma pistol and a sword. So you can shoot at enemies, but if anything gets close, you can just slap them away and slice at them. Um, so it's a really intense action game. Uh, you get a charge shot. The bosses take up the entire screen. Like it's a really dope game. Sounds dope. Yeah, but, sounds hard. Yeah, like I said, I played the original Sin and Punishment on the uh, on the like we uh, download, and uh, some, there was something weird about that. Uh, yeah, this thing, this one probably is the one I should have played ultimately, but there was something about that first one that never really stuck with me. Like I, I don't know if it was something about like. The on-railsness of it, you know, something about it just didn't quite click for me. And I wanted it to because, it, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you know, I was reading message boards at the time, and they're like, yeah, this is a big coup for America to even get this game in the download service. We should support this. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm going to download that game, and I bet I'm going to love it. And it's like, oh, shit. I don't think I do love it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, a, that's a bit of a This is unfortunate. You know, sequel's coming. Like, ugh. Is it really? You know, maybe it maybe it won't come out. Maybe I maybe I won't feel the guilt of not supporting this when it doesn't come out. Oh, it came out. You know, I'm gonna play Super Street Fighter Four instead. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna play this. <laughs> oh crap! Johnny, you look like you got something to say. No, I have a, I have, I've got nothing to say. I <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you were just looking, and you this had this is... big smile, and you kind of had that face like, huh? Uh? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, Johnny, it's all you. That's just how I look sometimes. <laughs> just sitting <laughs> there grinning like an idiot. That's my default mode when I don't know what to say in a situation. I just smile <laughs> and Regan's hang out. smiling politely. <laughs> it's gotten him out of so many things and into so many things. <laughs> uh like me. So anyway, uh, it's the cause of and solution to most of my problems. Right, exactly. Why did I get married? I was just smiling the whole time. I, I was kind of tuned out. Turns out it was a wedding and I was the groom as you know, as luck would have it. So I'm happy now. It's great. Uh, uh, so David, this, uh, you know, has there been any Sin and Punishment content since? Not in terms of games, but didn't this make an appearance as like, uh, didn't this show up in Smash at some point? Or, uh, yes, get a, so the, um, the character from the first game, Saki, is an assist trophy and a costume for me characters. Um, so that's when like people were noticing, like, oh, hey, Sin and Punishment. Nintendo remembers that series. And then, you know, they didn't release any games because nobody right. bought them. Um, <laughs> we know this but exists. It's, you, haven't, you haven't earned this. <laughs> um, but it, it's a shame because it, it also has like a an intense techno soundtrack. Uh, that final song... That's the menu music for when nice. you're like selecting a game <laughs> file. Like the soundtrack is great, um, and it's awesome. like super like bright and neon colorful. It's just an incredibly vibrant game, and of course, mm -hmm. obviously, there's bullets flying all over everywhere. Um, there are enemy missiles coming at you that you can actually smack with your sword to deflect back at the them, which increases your score. Like it has that very classic arcade keep going, build up the score, chain your attacks, like, it's Perfect. that sort of game. Uh, do you have information on the composer? Because if you don't, motherfucker, I'm, I'm prepared. Um, you're not talking about Norio Hanzawa, are you? I sure am talking about Norio Hanzawa. Do you, uh, can you name offhand, without looking, 
another game composed by this gentleman? Uh, I cannot. I'm going to defer to you. Come on, I'll man. Guess the, the original Sin and Punishment. Oh, that's actually a pretty good guess that I'm not sure about. But I was going to say, David, think <laughs> Treasure. And, uh, you know, games you oh, like. Oh, he didn't do Gunstar Heroes, did he? Oh, yeah, baby. He's a Gunstar Hero. <laughs> uh, he also, I believe, worked for Konami for a little while. He, I think, composed the Simpsons arcade game. Uh, wow. As well as Mischief Makers. Ooh. And, um, oh, shit. It literally just left my mind. A couple of obnoxious Genesis soundtracks. Uh, Ranger X and yeah. Alien Soldier. So nice. The guy's got a discography, a game of game musicography uh, that runs the gamut of good, enjoyable, crazy music and some very nearly unlistenable Sega Genesis music. <laughs> Burn on Ranger X and Alien Soldier. Uh, <laughs> but no, the guy, yeah, the guy's been composing for a long time and uh, I was surprised when you, you know, chose this and I'm like, "Oh, 2010 game Norio Hanzawa? No shit, man. He's still doing his thing. Good for him. <laughs> I'm proud no, of that I was just guy. sitting there laughing. It's like, you know, his discography runs the gamut from Gunstar Heroes to Sin and Punishment. It's like, I don't see how that runs the gamut. Those are very similar games. Oh, yes. Quite similar. Um, but then you yeah. uh, oh. start discussing, like, quality of soundtracks. Like, oh, I got you now. That's the key. Yeah. Also, uh, Dynamite Hetty. He was a composer on there. Ah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I love some of his soundtracks and utterly can't listen to some of his other soundtracks. <laughs> like, uh, sometimes both at the same time. Uh, actually, yeah, shout out to Gunstar Heroes for an occasionally listenable soundtrack and some really, uh, really difficult to hear shit. Uh, the guy really could, uh, do some things with a Sega Genesis sound chip. And honestly, in that second song, I was hearing a little bit of Mischief Makers. I'm like, that, that's, uh... And now that I confirmed it, obviously, I'm like, well, there it was. It was, yeah, that's, that's the that that's son the, of a bitch. He did it again. He did it, man. That mischief-making son of a bitch. You know, <laughs> I got really excited because I saw Hanzawa. that. I saw <laughs> that look on your face like, oh, he recognizes this. I'm going to have somebody to share stories about sin and punishment too with. Nope. <laughs> nope. You know, the, the things that I can make a knowing look about on Game That Tune will often surprise you, but unfortunately, no. I have nothing of substance to say about Sin and Punishment 2. I have much more of substance to say about uh, Mischief Makers. You know, does Marina from Mischief Makers make an appearance in Sin, in Sin and Punishment 2? Can you do a run through the game in which you only attack via shaking enemies? No, but Damn. I wish. Yeah, that would have been a good one. But also at the same time, like, I don't see how that would work, considering most of the enemies are at least 30 feet away and showering you with energy bullets. So you can't right. really <laughs> shake anything at them. What well, do we got? shake it. No, Jesse, no, they're not doing that. <laughs> oh, God. We almost made it through the whole episode without giving Jesse a double entendre to work with. Uh, I mean, to be fair, considering... Considering that the name of the game is Sin and Punishment, I'm amazed it got him this long to do. Oh, yeah. You're uh, long. God damn it. This, this episode's <laughs> running long. David, anything else on Sin and Punishment? Here comes uh, the whiz no. pig. <laughs> Not again! He <laughs> <laughs> um, callback. I knew it was happening. <laughs> it's a really good game, and I wish there was another one. Yeah. Uh, 
Keep wishing, man. It might just come true. <laughs> Keep wishing. Uh, yeah. No. No, that, wish that wasn't meant as dismissive. Hit the other. <laughs> you never know, man. You know, stranger things have happened than uh, out of nowhere sequel to a game that went defunct uh, 10 years ago. I, I have no <laughs> yeah, examples to cite what, in this moment. But it I was going to say, that's what, that's what this game is. So I don't think it's going to happen again. Actually, yeah, that's true. Maybe you know, maybe or maybe it's happening like exponentially. So like this every ten, ten years, this happened ten years after the original. Maybe it'll have the you know next in a hundred years. A hundred years after. Oh this. my god! <laughs> so, um, no, you know, I'm I'm gonna have faith. Uh, like you said, John, I'm gonna have faith and I'm gonna hope and I'm sure that at the end of tomorrow's Animal Crossing Direct. There will be a surprise <laughs> announcement of Sin That's what we've all been waiting for. Starring Isabel. Uh, yep. I would play the fuck out of that game. Dude, David would play Is in Punishment. That would be fucking fantastic. Just goes around uh, with an energy slingshot. Yeah. Uh, it'd be good, man. They need to put those beautiful little Animal Crossing characters in more uh, action-oriented situations, so this could be a good start. Johnny, start the calculating computer. <laughs> Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. That's right, David. Congratulations. You've broken the tie of tonight's show by having an ungrantable wish for a new Sin and Punishment game. I'm very sorry. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So as a consolation, you've won tonight's episode of Game That Tune. <laughs> you know what? We take those. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Fantastic. So, uh, David, excellent show. A lot of fun. Great game. Well played. And what do you have in mind for a theme for next week's episode? So, uh... It is the end of February. Uh, it's the end of winter. In Chicago, it is cold and bleak and dead. So I kind of want to... I'm feeling that vibe. So I'm feeling bleak. <laughs> I, I want to do games featuring the undead. Zombies, oh. skeletons, ghouls, vampires. Let's, uh, let's get some undeadness up here. I like it. And because spring is a time of reanimation rebirth uh exactly spring and renewal resurrection zombification you know the the flowers flowers are blooming the jesus is coming out of the cave (laughs) that's uh, let's not get into zombie jesus on this episode we'll save it for the next episode on which it is a theme um so fuck yeah god we're gonna get bible adventures for the next episode because has jesus and he's a zombie calling it now johnny you you're gonna do that um okay. <laughs> you're right i am <laughs> yeah that Excellent wasn't a show command yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, which it wasn't first? a command <laughs> it was a yeah. commandment it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy at this point like yep once uh once we start saying it yep johnny's gonna do that um, awesome fucking show tonight, guys. What a game. Great uh, great episode. A lot of fun. Thank you so much for uh, for you guys for playing. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
We love you guys joining us live. We had great numbers in our live stream tonight, so thank you all so much for watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Search for Game That Tune. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. We appreciate you guys listening and enjoying that. Uh, check us out uh, wherever you get your podcast. Throw us a rating. Subscribe. Share it with your friends. Uh, you know, we love uh, we love sharing our podcast and love uh, love you guys listening. Thank you to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got covered up. We've got mixtapes. We've got uh, GTT gyms. We got a new episode of GTT gyms coming real soon for the month of February. And that's a, it's going to be a wild ass month of releases. People you want to hear this one. Um, and we recently published our, our bonus content for, uh, for February for Valentine's slash the Sonic movie release. Now the number one video game movie release of all time. I'm going to give partial credit to Johnny's Sonic fuck tape uh, for you know, hey, inspiring people hey. to... Yeah? It's the banging Sonic tape. I, see, I like me. Super Sonic fuck tape. We just don't want to publish something with that <laughs> title. So, you know, I like saying it. But yes, Johnny's banging Sonic tape. Uh, which, see, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like you're banging Sonic. Is he fucking it? Uh, yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you know, Sonic is supposed to inspire the horniness in you and your loved ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, the tape is banging. It's a banging <laughs> Sonic tape. Yeah, but... See, <laughs> see it's weird, because now I'm never going to ever be able to listen to that song without hearing everybody super Sonic fucking. <laughs> exactly. That was what I was thinking. You know, if Johnny doesn't have sex to that rhythm every time he has sex, I, I think he's doing it wrong at this point. But whatever. Uh, oh, God, know, I just realized out. that's going to be the next, the new free play jingle. <laughs> yeah, we got the acapella, man. I'm going to set that to a beat. Um, so, yeah, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. We're having a blast over there, and we really appreciate you guys' support. Special thanks to the Patreon superfan tier producers. The list keeps on growing, people. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, XX Chrono XX, Dominic Guy, Kelly Um, and Taylor Y. All fantastic fellas. Thank you so much for your support of the show. What a staggering list of supporters we have. So thank you all so much. Uh, thank you to uh, Daniel Perky, Muddle Madness, for his request tonight and uh, for sending us a voicemail. And this is the part where I tell you you can give us your requests in Discord or you can hit us up at Game That Tune on Twitter or you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at JPReganJR. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And you can find this week's winner, David Fleming, on Twitter at DFD Fleming. Hell yeah, David. So, you've got bonus tunes. I want to hear them. What are they? Um, so, hearing around with the theme for next week, uh, it's one of my favorite songs from Castlevania. This is Out of Time. Hell yeah. Peace out, y'all.
Right. Residents of Fate, which now, as I say, it probably should be the subtitle for a Castlevania game. Residents of Fate is copyright 2010 Tri-Ace Incorporated. Bit Trip Fate is copyright 2010 Gaijin Games. Blaze Blue Continuum Shift is copyright 2010 Arc System Works Company Limited. Super Street Fighter 4 is copyright 2010 Capcom Company Limited. Sin and Punishment Star Successor is copyright 2010 Treasure Company Limited and Nintendo of America Incorporated. In fact, I think he wasn't the only one who sent us a voicemail tonight. Johnny, do I dare ask what- Yes. I'm just kidding. The messenger. Uh, I decided to cut the shenanigans with the creepy-ass voicemails and actually say something nice Thank about you. each and every one of you guys. Uh, I'll start with David. David, my favorite thing about you is uh, when you're like, put on like your squinty eye, you know, hardcore uh, thinking face on. I don't know why, That's but every one. time you do that, I just, I'm just like, yeah. I fucking, I, I dig it. <laughs> Johnny. Oh. <laughs> All the stupid shit that fucking happens every single episode, brilliant. <laughs> I feel like you brilliantly pull off the stupidity and I love it. Jesse. Jesse, you are a super chill dude. So chill that probably my stoner buddies in high school would have probably loved the shit out of you. And Harrington? Well, you're just Harrington. <laughs> nah, Harrington, I, I fucking love fucking with you and you're a good sport about it. He's struggling. And, uh, yeah. I decided to kind of change things up. And also, check out my show. Hey. The Messenger presents a VGM journey. If you want to hear awesome VGM every week, definitely give that one a listen. All right. Bye. Yeah, I don't think... Is he in the plug his shit tier? I don't know if he is or not. I think he is, honestly. He's, okay. Uh, and if he's not, he was in it for long enough and we didn't honor it. So yeah. <laughs> well, we, we probably owe him back plugs. <laughs> <laughs> and Thanks, Alex, I'm a high school burnout apparently. Great. No, he said his high school burnout friends would love you. <laughs> There's a big difference there. Yeah. You are like their cool uncle that owns all the video games and probably would also buy them weed if they had, you know, the the need. So, you know, I, I think that's all right, Jesse. Uh, yeah, that's not so he, bad. He, he didn't actually say anything nice about me. It's okay. 